When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to the Denver Sports Betting Show. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Glad to have you joining us today. Some crazy stuff going on yesterday in the MLB just a wild night, a lot of comebacks, a lot of people who were down three, four, five, six runs coming back and winning games. First one, the Rockies, they did not have to come back. Our Rockies actually won seven to four over the Dodgers, had the lead the entire game, never were in trouble. The Rocks look fantastic beating the Dodgers in the series. There is that one more game coming up here shortly, but no matter what happens, the Rockies won the series. We've already gotten two games. Man, I could not be happier through two games. We got 11 runs on them. They have four on us. Crazy stuff. Our bullpen has been delivering. That is one that I did not see coming. The bullpen was the biggest fear um, especially when you look at the Dodgers bullpen, just night and day, who's who's better and who's not. Uh, same with starting pitching. Kershaw was on the mound, 2.0 ERA. He was 5-1 and one on the year. Rockies crack him in the first. Rockies crack him in the second. The Rockies are cracking everybody in the hitting department, and I think they look phenomenal. I know that they don't have the world's best record. I know, oh, but they're home and they're not good on the road. Okay, but that's fine, but – Going off of right now, this exact moment right now, I think the Rockies look really good. I think they look hot. I think they're ready to play. Um, and you saw it last night, Kyle Freeland. Hey, $65 million man, our ace on the mound, if you would. Kyle delivered. I did not know if he would. I said yesterday, it's going to come down to Kyle Freeland delivering a gem. Will he be able to keep it? Nice and easy through five innings. Can he keep it under three runs in the first five innings? Kyle did his job. He did deliver. And then the bullpen came in, backed him up. But more importantly, the bats just never stopped. It didn't matter if it was Kershaw or the bullpen. The Dodgers could not seem to cool down the Rocks bats. So shout out to the Rocks. Looking at Chuck Nasty. Charlie Blackman, huge night last night. He went four for five. Uh, it's his third four-hit game of the season. Blackman, just, I mean, in the last month, every time you watch the Rockies, Blackman's doing something. He's making things happen. He is our guy right now. Um, and hitting right before Charlie Blackman, another person I'd like to touch on is Connor Joe. I love Connor Joe. I, I don't know how many people I got to tell it to. I'm going to have to get me a Connor Joe jersey. Everything about Connor Joe is fantastic. This kid is nice. He's a hard worker. Everyone in the locker room, in the clubhouse, the commentators, they all say, man, this guy works really hard and he works the right way. He does things the right way. And it shows on the field. Connor Joe has been nothing but spectacular. We can't ask anything more from him. 
uh, since he's gotten to the Rockies. So another shout out there to Connor Joe, because I don't know when, when it's going to cool off. I don't know if these pitchers are going to find a way around him. He is at the top of the order, so you can't walk him. So I, I don't know, but that just shows you Connor Joe almost want to use the word unstoppable right now. You, it's almost impossible to get him from getting at least one hit in a game, if not two, three, and so on. Two homer night for the Rocks last night. Two homers on Clayton Kershaw. Man, if you would have said that yesterday, a lot of people wouldn't have believed you. I would have believed you because I thought we had a chance. But hey, even I'll admit, two homers on Clayton Kershaw, not an easy task to get done. Uh, Grichik and Diaz were our two homers of the night. Uh, both guys pretty much sent it to uh, left field. Long gone bombs. So shout out to the Rocks. I'm very excited today. They got a great mid matchup between Marquez and Urias on the mound. But we will get into more Rockies, more baseball. Will they complete the sweep? Man, I hope so. It's going to be close, going to be tough. But I do think that the Rockies can complete the sweep today because Marquez is at home and he had his best showing last time out. So do not miss out. We will be back with Rockies bets later in the show. Jumping over to Wimbledon tennis. Wimbledon, obviously in London, most prestigious tennis tournament in the world. A lot of people do not watch tennis, but hey, a lot of people do not watch baseball. A lot of people do not watch other slow, long sports, if you would, but this is very pretty. All outdoor courts, all grass. I mean, it's a just the setting is just beautiful, but um, hopefully if you're not too into tennis, you can at least find a matchup or a person player that you really like. Tune into a match. Speaking of a player I really like, Serena Williams yesterday losing. She lost to world number 115. Harmony Tan getting it done. What a match that was. Three hours and 11 minutes. Yes, I can say I actually did tune into that. Um, I did not watch for three hours and 11 minutes, but for the time that I watched, I did watch the end. For the time that I watched, it was a crazy match, super back and forth. Serena was getting tested. Tan was just hot. I've never personally heard of Harmony Tan or bet on her or anything like that. I don't know much about her, but yesterday I got introduced and she said, hello, I'm Harmony Tan. Welcome me to the party. She came in, she got it done. Obviously taking down Serena Williams, not an easy task for anybody. But one fun fact out of Wimbledon that they were trying this week did not seem to work uh, was the dogs. They tried to get dogs come in to get the balls. They want to replace ball boys, ball girls with dogs. Uh, you know, hey, it's a cute concept, but the dogs think it's a game. The dogs would go get the balls, but the dogs aren't dropping the balls. They're not, they they want treats. They just sit there and they hold on to the ball and they're like, give me a treat. I'm not giving you the ball back. So did not work out, but it was kind of cute. So hopefully if you like dogs and, and you like tennis, you got to enjoy the quick uh, stint of that did not last long, but hey, 
I think it's kind of cool if they ever got to the to the point where that was the thing that dogs were the ball boys. It would be really kind of fun if there was just like two really pretty looking golden retrievers just sitting there waiting and then they just run and they come back and everything looks good just like a ball boy. It'd be kind of cool, but probably a long way out from that based on what we saw um, to start off Wimbledon here. Speaking of Wimbledon, the men's side, Jokovic is the favorite. Man, this men's side is crazy. Rafael Nadal is the second favorite at plus 450. But Jokovic minus 160 to win the entire men's Wimbledon division. I, I don't know. That's that's tough. I do think he is properly uh, the favorite there. But if I had to bet for value or just go off of somebody who I think is a little bit away from picking the exact favorite in tennis in Wimbledon, there are four quarters. If you don't know what I mean, just go to your Wimbledon, uh, click on your app. Uh, when you click on it, it'll say first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. When you do, you'll see names in each quarter. In the fourth quarter, I like Rafael Nadal to win the fourth quarter. I think he escapes this one. I know he's going to have to see Jokovic there in the finals. Most likely. I mean, hey, there's a chance that he gets knocked off and Nadal doesn't have to see him. But hey, all lo- all roads usually lead to the best. And that's what I'm assuming. So I'm going to take Nadal to win the fourth quarter. I also like Jokovic to win the whole thing. Uh, whichever guy you like, that would be uh, my bet there. And then on the women's side, uh, pretty simple for me. I like Swiatek to win her quarter. Pretty simple. Um, or just win the whole thing. She's plus 150 to win the whole thing. I, I don't see anything wrong with that number. I think she's got a really, really good chance. But, hey, it's tennis, and there is a very long way to go. Tons of matches. They usually play, you know, 3, 4, 5 a.m. in the morning. So if you are going to get your Wimbledon bets in or anything like that, make sure that you do it before you go to sleep. This is the Denver Sports Betting Show on 98.1 FM. I'm your man, Riggs, and I will be right back with a special guest to talk about all kinds of things in the NBA, NHL, and UFC world. Do not go anywhere. We'll see you in a few. Welcome back to the Denver Sports Betting Show. I am joined by a special guest today, Christian Bole, creator of the Denver Nosebleeds and the Tell It Avs It Is podcast. Christian, my man, how are you doing today? Good, man. Thank you so much for having me on, Riggs. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. We're really happy to have you. Saw your content. Love what you do. So make sure you guys head over to Christian Stuff. Check him out. First of all, the Avalanche win the Stanley Cup. Get it done. I just got to know, where were you when they won and what was your initial reaction? Oh, man. So I was lucky enough to go to the watch party at Ball Arena for Game 6. We were one of the first ones to get tickets because we were at Game 5. They lost. So we immediately bought tickets. It was an unreal experience being at Ball Arena for Game Six. Mm. Um, just, it was I the loudest I had ever heard a building in my life. It was so, so wow. cool. Wow, I'm jealous. I wish I was there. I saw that. <laughs> I was kind of sad because uh, I was, you know, I was watching on TV and they weren't showing you guys. We were no. waiting. We're like, hey, you know, like we want to see our people. We want to like when like McKinnon scored. We're like, hey, like come on. They show, didn't show, show you guys people. one time until it was over. I- um, so that was kind of, that kind of sucked, but I bet it was fun there. 
It was a blast. I was in perfect uh, spot to be on TV. Like I was planning on being on TV. My girlfriend was completely ready to record like for it. me. But like yeah, it. they did not show us once, which I thought was a little shocking. But overall, I mean, just the videos that I got that night and just being around my friends and uh, just everyone who had gone to games earlier, it was it felt like I won a championship personally, like mm-hmm. I was on the ice. But uh I make yep. that joke on the podcast all the time that people were texting me congratulating like I was a player on the team. But, um, yeah, yeah, it, it was it an unreal experience, man. Yeah, and it makes it kind of cool that it's almost like since they weren't showing it on TV, it's like just you people that were in the arena know what that was really like, and only you guys get that memory. So, like, I, I don't know what that felt like. So I'm jealous, but happy for you. Speaking of the abs, do you think they repeat next year? Because if they are going to, I might have to get that down to Ball Arena and watch it happen. Yeah, no. I mean, since we're on the Denver Sports Betting Show, I uh, I placed a pretty big future on them at the beginning of the year, and that paid out pretty handsomely mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. at the end of this year. For next year, the odds are definitely a little bit shorter. Um, mm-hmm. I think they have as good of a chance as any team to repeat. Um, you're going to have to bring back some key pieces. Uh, Nazem Kadri, sadly, is probably out the door. Um, Mm -hmm. which shouldn't be mad about. He's going to go get paid and be very happy doing that. Need to make Mm -hmm. sure you re-sign Valeri Nachushkin. Um, I'd love to see Berkey back, but unless he's willing to take a little team-friendly discount, I don't see that happening. Um, You bring back Arturi Lekkinen. This team is still loaded. Uh, Their oldest player of their core is Gabriel Landeskog, and he's not even 30 yet. So I think Mm -hmm. they're in really prime position to go on a very big run. Um, and I may be biased, but I do think that they're going to repeat next year because the first one's always the hardest. And then now they'll just cruise their way to um, hopefully two or three more. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think that plus 400 price tag, it is a lot shorter, but rightfully so. We there, There's no nothing shows that the Maple Leafs or the Lightning or anyone else is going to get any better than we are and get it done next year. So speaking of guys coming back, Kale McCarr, obviously – Postseason MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, 29 uh, playoff points. Just guy just went off in the playoffs. Your take on Kale McCarr, and is there any situation where you see them letting him go? No chance. Uh, Kale McCarr is the best defenseman on planet Earth right now. Um, I know a lot of Predators fans will say that he is not. Uh, um, I know a lot of Lightning fans will say Victor Hedman is still better, but there is no defenseman who is – as good as Kale McCarr is right now. Um, we've made the case that behind Connor McDavid, he is the second best player in the NHL. Uh, there mm-hmm. is no chance the Avs let him go. Um, the fact that he's signed for $9.5 million is a bargain and a half right now for the Avs. Um, mm-hmm. I just do not see a situation where he is never uh, not playing in the Colorado Avalanche sweater. Um, fully, people have made the comparison agree. that he's, he's, he, he's the next Bobby Orr. Um, he could go down as one of the greatest defensemen of all time when it's all said and done. Um, and I, I completely agree. Just watching this kid the past three years, he is, um, he's out of this world. Good. And the fact we get to watch him every night is truly, truly the most amazing thing. Well, I don't think you could have said that any better. I fully agree with you. He's the best defenseman in the NHL, definitely a top three player in the NHL as well. Moving to the goalie department, though, big question mark here. Darcy Kemper, obviously we got him from the Coyotes in that deal, Coming, uh, his contract's ending here. Darcy, he's made the case for himself. He's worth a lot more money than we were 
giving him, do you think we signed Darcy or do you think we should probably start looking elsewhere for that amount of money? It really depends on the situation with Darcy Kemper. Um, if you can get him to, for a three-year deal, take that all day. Uh, we saw last year uh, with the Kraken when they offered Grubauer, I believe it was five or six years. That's just too long of term for goalies, uh, especially mm-hmm. in today's NHL, because you just, unless your name's Andre Vasilevsky or Igor Shosturkin, you should not be signed to a contract over three or four years. Um, I imagine he'll get a slight pay bump. I just don't see him leaving unless someone throws just an inordinate amount of money at him, which is possible. I mean, you got teams like Edmonton, teams like New Jersey um, that are all looking for goaltenders. I wouldn't be shocked if he leaves. But if I were a betting man, which I am, I I think he's going to be back in an F sweater next year. Uh, I think we'll probably see a three to four year deal with probably four to five million as the AAV for it. If, if I was guessing. Okay. I like what you're saying there. I was thinking six for the AAV, but who knows? Going to be close. My question for you, if Markstrom was available, would you rather have Markstrom or are you happy with Kemper? I am completely happy with Kemper. We had talked about this pretty much all year on the pod about how good Darcy Kemper is. Um, mm-hmm. Every goalie is going to go through a lot. You got to remember at the start of this playoffs, he was unreal until he got that stick in the eye. Um, and Bednar said today on his radio show that he was going to the optometrist two to three times a week uh, during the rest of the playoffs, just trying to get his eye right. Um, and he battled through it in the St. Louis series. He wasn't particularly great. Obviously, in the Edmonton series, it got aggravated and he wasn't only played one game. Uh, and then in the Tampa Bay series, he had two bad games, but he bounced back in the rest of them and still finished uh, ahead of Andre Vasilevsky in save percentage, which is no small feat. Um mm-hmm. And he's a Stanley Cup winner now. So I, I really like Darcy Kemper. Um, I just don't think it's smart to give a goaltender more than three or four years on term. Um, just because there's only a select few, like I said, with Andre Vasilevsky or Igor Shosturkin that can truly, truly be the best player on the ice. Um, and Darcy Kemper is not at that level, but he's definitely in the case of top 10 goalies in the league. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Uh, yesterday, uh, my co-host Bryson said he'd rather have Markstrom. Um, so thought it was Ooh, interesting uh, there, but I agree with you on the Kemper thing, especially I'm a big fan of if it's not broke, don't fix it kind of guy. I think Kemper is finally rounding into who he's meant to be in the National Hockey League. So I agree with you on Kemper. I hope we keep him. And I do think three years is probably a fair number at this point in time. Speaking of Bedner, though, Bedner is my pick for coach of the year in the NHL next year. Is there someone else you like, or you think Bedner's turn this year after getting a little bit, I'll say screwed in this one? Well, the NHL awards are, are kind of dumb that way because um, Jared Bednar has been the best coach, in my opinion, uh, outside of John Cooper until this year um, for a long time. And because he has such a talented team, he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if, he doesn't win it again just because that's how the NHL is. Um, Mm -hmm. They love to recycle the head coaches. Like if a guy like Bruce Casty takes Vegas to like the Western conference final, or Mm -hmm. they bounce back, I could easily see him winning it. Pete DeBoer, if he turns Dallas around, Um, it's not truly who's the best coach. It's who surpassed expectations the most. Yes. Um, And it's, it's very, very hard for Jared Bednar to surpass expectations um, because he has the best team in the league. I, wholeheartedly believe he should have won one a couple of years ago when uh, we had that 47 point season. He took us to the playoffs the next year. 
Um, I just don't know if this is going to be the year for him. Um, I'd give it again a 50-50 shot. But I wouldn't be shocked if it's a guy like Bruce Cassidy or someone like that who who takes a team that missed the playoffs last year into the playoffs this year. Like somehow John Tortorella will win it again because he'll take Philadelphia to the playoffs or something like that. It's the the unfortunate part of NHL awards. Yeah, and you make a good point about the ceiling being so high for Bednar. It's like he he to surpass it, he basically has to win the cup, and he did that, and it still is not enough. So it's just hard. I agree with you, but I just feel he kind of got robbed this past season. So I love to see him get it there in 2023. He's been he's been robbed. Sackick's been robbed of GM of the year so many times too. It's just when you get so good, it's just nothing you can do about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, jumping over to the NBA, a lot of crazy stuff going on over there as well. Uh, John Wall planning to sign with the Clippers, uh, leaving the Rockets. Russell Westbrook plans to exercise his $47.1 million option. Uh, Your take on John Wall, Westbrook, anything uh, for those two guys? Yeah, no, I mean, John Wall – it's hard to know what he's been. He hasn't played in the past two years. So uh, he's coming off that Achilles tear uh, from two or three years ago. Now Uh, I still think he has a little bit left in him. Obviously not the greatest jump shooter in the world. Um, Mm -hmm. He'll be a nice bench piece to uh, the Clippers. Uh, I mean, he's still got what the Rockets pay him like $78 million these past two years for him to play like Mm -hmm. 12 minutes combined. So not too bad of a payday for him. Um, Russell Westbrook. um, I really, as a Denver sports fan, despise everything Los Angeles. Um, so seeing him go back to the Lakers is great for us Nuggets mm-hmm. fans. Um, I still think Westbrook, he went from being one of the most overhyped players, I think, to one of the most overcriticized players in the league. Like we all knew Russell Westbrook was a flawed player. Like mm-hmm. he's super athletic, would get to the rim, never had a jump shot, would get hot every once in a while. Like we all knew this. Um, and then after he won that MVP, everyone kind of, uh, kind of was like, oh, wait, this guy isn't as good as we thought he was. And now he's – I feel like he's nitpicked to death. So I still think he's a fine player. Do I think he's worth $47 million? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I agree with you. Um, Westbrook went to uh, – became Westbrook in the social media um, days. But I kind of feel bad for Westbrook. I agree with you. He was such a good player, such a dominant player. He comes out, he has one bad season, and he is just – hands down the most criticized player in the NBA took pretty much all the attention off of LeBron in the bad category. I think LeBron deserved a lot more um, of that. I don't want to say hate, but just a lot more blame um, for the whole Lakers situation, missing the playoffs in general. Um, So I I'm happy as well that I'm kind of happy. They want to waste $47.1 million on West brick, but Hey, it, it works for us. Question about the Lakers, though. Do you like that they're going to bring back Westbrook and they got Braun and they got AD and they're going to stick with that core? Or do you think it's time that they branch away from that and maybe go get Kyrie or something and bring some younger guys into the mix here? Well, I mean, that's the tough part with having LeBron as the GM. Um, you, you, you win some, you lose some. Anthony Davis, I still think, is a top 10 player in the league. He just battled injury all last year. Um, I, I like him and uh, Braun together. Uh, you got to remember, Braun's getting older now, too, so he doesn't want to bring in new guys and younger guys. Uh, I wouldn't touch Kyrie Irving with a 10-foot pole. Um, I think he's a great player, but just all the off-the-court stuff, it's just mm-hmm. – we saw what it did to the Nets last year. It was a complete distraction to them, fractured the relationship with James Harden, and 
they they almost have to blow up the team. Um, if you can get rid of Russell Westbrook, I, I would, but I don't think anyone's going to take that contract off their hands. Um, I just think they're kind of in a stuck in a position now where you're you're going to have to assign some veterans on the minimum and see if they work out. It worked in 2020, but that was also the bubble championship. So I don't know really know if you count that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think they're they're really stuck. They're going to have to run it back with what they have. Hmm. Well, it's going to be tough. This is the Denver Sports Betting Show on 98.1 FM, Monday through Friday from 3 to 4. We'll be right back to discuss more NBA offseason, UFC, and the John Deere Classic. See you in a few. Welcome back to the Denver Sports Betting Show. I am joined by Christian Bole. We are jumping right back into the NBA offseason. Obviously, the Warriors taking down the finals, get it done. Uh, your opinion on who takes the 2023 NBA Finals? I know it's an early projection, but I got to know. Early prediction. I am going uh, – my extremely biased pick is the Denver Nuggets to win it. I think if the Nuggets are healthy, they have as good a shot as anyone. Uh, my realistic brain is telling me uh, I'm leaning towards the Bucs. Um, I think Milwaukee, mm-hmm. uh, they probably would have had a good chance to win it this year if Middleton doesn't go down. Um, I think they beat the Celtics if Middleton's healthy. Um, and Giannis Antetokounmpo is just an unreal player. So uh, unbiased pick is the Bucks, but my super biased pick, I'm going to go with the Nuggets. So the Bucks are the fourth favorite sitting at plus 650. Nuggets all the way down to 15 to 1. Love the value there. I agree with you. I think the Bucks are due. Uh, they, they were close this year, kind of fizzled out, didn't go their way. So I agree with you on the Bucks Sleeper, the Nuggets is a good one. I also like the Mavs, Grizzlies, everybody, uh, the Suns. I mean, everybody um, from the West, West. So we will see. Um, but should be good. Looking at DeAndre Ayton and the Suns, DeAndre wants a five-year, $172.5 million max deal. He says he's worth it. Christian, is he worth it? No. No. Like DeAndre Ayton's a fine player, man. Um, he, he's he's good, but unless your name's Nikola Jokic, uh, every big man is pretty replaceable. Um, mm-hmm. I just I would not offer that. There are so many other pieces you can add if you're a Suns fan, um, and if you can do a good sign and trade with the team and get some good pieces back, I think that's a win. That that is a that is a mm-hmm. real tough contract to sign, and I think the Suns would assign him to it already if they were going to do it. Like there's a reason why he's going into free agency right now. Yep. So I do not think they should do it, but if they do do it, I mean, again, as, as nugget, as a nugget fan, that's cool with me because I do not think he is worth that in the slightest. I agree with you. I think it's a bad move. He is not worth $172.5 million for five years. I think he's too soft. Um, I know soft is a funny word to use, but I just think he's soft. I watch him play. I, I think he gets bodied a little bit. I don't think he stays aggressive. He almost gets, I, I don't want to use the word whiny, but he almost gets kind of whiny and quits on games. He's just not, for me, he's not a five-year max type of player. Then you look at the rest of their roster, Booker and Paul both got two more years. Bridges just signed that $4 million, or four-year $90 million in 2021. Uh, and Jay Crowder's got one more season. So to me, all those guys are more important than just slamming a ton of money on DeAndre Ayton. But, hey, as Nuggets fans, if they want to do it, more power to them. Looking at the Nuggets, they have a little to-do list here as well. 
Uh, getting Jeff Green back, going to be a big move there. He's going to be a bench player, but for only $4.5 million, I really like Jeff Green. Really hope that we get a good season out of him. Who do you think uh, the Nuggets should target here uh, next in the offseason? Yeah, I'd really like to find a backup point guard. Um, the Just with Jamal Murray, uh, you, you know he's going to come back. He's going to be healthy this year, but you still need to find someone who's going to eat those minutes. I think Ish – Ish Smith could be a good potential backup point guard. I know we just got him in the trade with uh, the Wizards today. Um, he could be good. I mean, I'd love to get a guy like Jalen Brunson. Um, I, mm. I think he's way out of our price range, but Jalen Brunson mm-hmm. uh, with Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray and Mike Ford Jr. would be a fantastic addition. Um, but I, it's really going to come down to like those nitty gritty like bench guys who are going to play 10, 15 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you with Jeff Green coming back. I think he was a great stretch four, stretch five for us last year. Um, and bringing him back would help this team a lot. So uh, you just need the continued growth of Bones Highland to keep coming. And I really like where this Nuggets team is at. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, there's there's definitely, um, uh, you know, Jalen Brunson would be a big pickup, but he's probably – out of our range, but there probably are other guys who could come in and, and be that second point guard role. Um, but they got to get Jokic to sign that max contract there in 2023. That's going to be a five-year massive, you know, probably looking at what, 200-ish million yeah, dollars. Was so, he was something like it was going to be a close to like what Westbrook was making, like $47 million a year, which Jokic is worth every single penny of that. Every penny. So. Mm-hmm. I, I think you keep you keep building around Jokic, hopefully with Jamal Murray coming back healthy, a healthy Michael Porter Jr. The last time we saw this team healthy was in 2020 when they went in the bubble and they went to the Western Conference Finals and probably gave the Lakers their toughest series. Um, I know they lost in five, but those games were close. So this team's close, um, but the West in the NBA is just so stacked with so many mm-hmm. good teams. Um, I, I'm just really interested to see what uh, what the Nuggets can do. And speaking of Jalen Brunson, obviously yesterday the Knicks trading away two guys to free up $19 million in cap space. Do you think Jalen lands on the Knicks? Yeah. I mean, it'd be hilarious for them to get Jalen Brunson <laughs> because this free agency class is kind of weak. Um, mm-hmm. And Jalen Brunson's kind of the star. He had a fantastic playoffs. Um and he is going to go to the Knicks, and I I wouldn't pay him $20 million a year, but it sounds like that's what the Knicks are going to pay him. So we'll see how that works for him. Knowing the Knicks, it'll probably end terribly, but uh, he'll get paid, so that's a positive. What's the max you'd pay him? Max I'd pay him is probably oof, 10 to 15. I think 20 is just a little too much. Um, he's never played starting point guard minutes outside of a couple of times when Luca got hurt for the Mavs. Um, I think he's a fine player, but $20 million a year is, is a lot of money. A lot of uh, money for a point guard who's never taken the burden of being the number one point guard. Well, all kinds of crazy stuff going on in the NBA day by day. We're going to be hearing all kinds of stuff should be exciting. NFL news going to be coming out too, but jumping over to golf. I got the John Deere Classic coming up this weekend, starts tomorrow. Golf runs Thursday through Sunday, June 30th to July 3rd. They're out in Silvis, Illinois for this one at TPC Deer Run, par 71 course, 
field of 165 guys. Top 65 are going to make that cut. Obviously, ties make the cut as well. To me, this course is going to be really tough, but it's going to come down to whose putter is the hottest. I'm looking at Webb Simpson to get it done. Who do you like here in the John Deere Classic? Yeah, for me, I'm, lo I'm looking towards Jason Day. Um, I think he's just due for a win. Um, and his odds are surprisingly pretty high right now. So that's kind of where I'm leaning towards right now is Jason Day. Uh, I like the Webb Simpson pick too, um, but we shall see. Yeah, Jason Day at 35 to 1. I think that's a great price tag on Jason Day. Don't always see him at a number like that. And then you look at the past winners of this tournament. Past winners were 55 to 1, 90 to 1, 55 to 1, 300 to 1, and 25 to 1 in the past five tournaments. Nobody less than 25 to 1 has got this done. So I think Jason Day there at 35 to 1 has got a real shot of taking this thing home. Should be a good tournament. Uh, guys, tune into golf. It's four days. I know it's not always the most entertaining sport in the world but it should be a beautiful course and some really good golf going on. And then Saturday, we got the UFC coming up. This is a huge card, big pay-per-view. Uh, it is going to be $74.99, so maybe take your butt down to a bar or something and go get that ticket for free, have some fun, enjoy it. But just some big belts coming up on the line here. Israel Adesanya and Jared Cannonier are the uh, main event of the evening. Israel Adesanya appears to be unstoppable, but I'm not 100% convinced. I want to know if you like Adesanya in this one as the favorite, or do you think Cannoneer shocks the world? Yeah, I'm going to go Adesanya. Uh, I think he gets TKO uh, in the third round. I, I think that's when he wow. gets it. Um, yeah, no, we're, we're getting real risky with it. Um, getting real really risky like with it. Real risky with it, but I, I I really like Israel Adesanya. Um, I've just his rise through UFC has been truly impressive. Um, his one loss, I'm, I'm blanking on his one loss. It was when he went up a weight class, right? That was mm -hmm. his one loss. Um, so I, I really do like Israel Adesanya, and I think third round TKO sounds about right. Wow. Well, Israel Adesanya to win in the third round is ten to one. Israel Adesanya to win via knockout TKO is plus 150. So no matter which one you like here, or you can go, I, I'm not seeing odds yet on knockout in the third round, but I'm sure it's going to come in right around 40, 50 to one. So that should be a very big price tag. Yeah, I think Izzy gets this done, but I do think Jared gives him a run for his money. And I think this one, if anything, goes over that three and a half rounds. Uh, Mark, maybe could go the distance, but like you said, definitely uh, with Izzy involved, could be a knockout anytime, anywhere. So looking at the co-main event, we got Max Holloway and Alexander Volkanovsky. Volkanovsky in his last few fights has looked massive. I say massive. He's a little tiny guy, but looks massive <laughs> for a little guy. Um, super dominant fighter. Looked great in his last time out. Max Holloway, though, this is their third time fighting. Max has lost the first two. Basically a clean sweep coming here for Volk if he can get it done. But a lot of people saying that beating the same guy in a fight three times is not easy to do. Do you think Max Holloway can pull this upset? You just took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, I, 
I am love betting the underdogs, especially when they are down in a uh-huh. event. Um, Max Holloway seems like the pick here. Um, it may not be the smart pick, but that is that is the pick I am going with is Max Holloway to win. I think he gets it done by fifth round or third round decision. Wow. Okay. I don't even know what to say here. He's going with Max Holloway. I'll counter you. I'm going to go with Volkanovsky. I'm a huge Max Holloway fan. Love every single thing about the guy. However, I think if someone's beat you twice, they have your number. They know how to beat you. And from what I saw from Volk last time out, I just can't fade the guy until he shows me that he has a bad weight cut or just goes in there and does something stupid. Volk looks unstoppable to me. I think he wins this. Um, finishes this off and maybe even moves to another division and goes for that second belt. My final fight on the card I wanted to talk about, Sugar, Sean O'Malley, and Pedro Munoz are going at it. Sean O'Malley minus 300 on the money line. He was minus 200 on the money line about three weeks ago. Um, So I'd love to hear, do you think Sean O'Malley minus 300 has any value whatsoever? Uh, The value is really not there. Um, but I, I still think he wins this fight pretty easily. Um, the, I think the UFC is trying to sh- set up O'Malley for uh, a potential championship run. Um, do I think he's good enough to win a championship eventually or a belt? Yeah, but I th- the value's not there, but that could just be an easy winner and you can take home some cash with you. All right. Well, I'm going to go with the value side. I'm going to go Pedro Munoz plus 250 on the money line to take this thing home. You know, once again, I'm not one of these guys that's against Sugar Sean O'Malley, everything he's about. I'm cool. I like it. You got to do what you got to do to get a following. But I haven't been that impressed with Sean as a fighter, specifically as a fighter. I'm not impressed with the shape he's in. I'm not impressed with his training schedule and what I'm seeing him doing outside of the octagon. So I think Pedro Munoz comes in upset of the night and shocks the world in UFC. We'll be right back to talk about the MLB slate. Got some great games on the board. See you in a few minutes. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Denver Sports Betting Show. We're jumping into our best bets of the day. Looking at the MLB, starting with the Braves, playing at the Phillies. Braves took it last night, 5-3. to three, But tonight, the Phillies are at home and look like they're ready to get one back here. We got right on the mound for the Braves. 3.18 ERA, 8-4 and four on the year. Some good numbers, but he does get Ranger Suarez here on the other side. 4.2 ERA, 6-4 and four on the year. The Phillies coming in at plus 120 on the money line. Christian, I like the Phillies on the money line here at plus 120. Do you like the Phillies or do you think the Braves can do it again? Yeah, I mean, you're talking about two of the hottest teams in the MLB uh, since the start of June. Uh, I'm leaning towards the Phillies as well. Um I just like them at home today, uh, especially after the loss last night. I really think the Phillies are going to come out. Bats, bats will be a blazing, and um, I think they get it done at home, and that's a pretty nice uh, pretty nice uh, money line gap there. You get at plus 120. I think, that's a, I think that's kind of a steal, personally. Yeah, plus 120 on the money line there for the Phillies at home. We're both on the same side in this one. Believing the wrong team is probably favored here. Jumping to the Red Sox versus Blue Jays, both teams, 42 wins on the year. Blue Jays came up with a crazy ending there in the ninth and got uh, even here with them at 42 wins. But they go right back at it again. Uh, Blue Jays got Manoa on the mound. 
2.05 ERA, 9-2 and two on the year, phenomenal numbers. Pavetta's taking the mound for the Red Sox, 3.25 ERA, 8-5 and five on the year. Both pitchers, very respectable numbers in this one, but you got to take a side. The Blue Jays are minus 155. Is that too long for you, or do you think the Blue Jays do it again? Yeah, I think it's uh, the money line's a little too long for me, but I love the Blue Jays on the run line. Minus 1.5, it's paying plus 125 right now. Okay. Um, I think that is – I think that's a great pick today. One of the best pitchers in baseball so far this year. I think he can stay at home. Uh, I like the Blue Jays big in this one. Wow. Okay. So Blue Jays on the run line uh, there for Christian at plus, you said 125? Plus 125 right now. Man, some great value there. Good luck on that one. Jumping over to the Twins at the Cleveland Guardians. Twins got Bundy on the mound, 4.8 ERA, 4-4 four and four on the season. He's doing okay, but nothing special. Then Quantrill's taking the mound, 3.76 ERA, 4-4 four and four on the season. I really like what I've seen from Quantrill lately, um, and I'm not fully convinced on Bundy. So I like the Cleveland Guardians here, both teams minus 110 or minus 105 on the money line. So in a toss-up, I'll take the Guardians. Who do you like? I'm the exact same way. Uh, I love Cal Quantrill. Uh, I think he's a great pitcher. I like the Guardians at home to win this. Uh, I think if you're going for a value play on this game, uh, the under 8.5 is plus 100 right now. Uh, mm. I think both pitchers could potentially have some good days. Uh, and the Twins have not been able to hit lately, and their pitching's been pretty good. So uh, I that may be my sneaky play, uh, the under mm. eight and a half, and you're getting a little bit of plus money there too. Yeah, I really like that Twins under eight and a half. I'm in full agreement with you. Um, even though I did say I don't fully trust Bundy, he can still get cracked and this total can still stay under eight and a half. So I'm in agreement with you on the eight and a half. Looking at the Marlins versus the Cardinals, Marlins obviously struggling quite a bit as of late, other than when they play the Rockies. Um, but they do have <laughs> their best pitcher on the mound here, Sandy Alcantara, 1.95 ERA. Seven and three on the season. Cy Young Award. Hopefully he's going to get it this year. Not 100% sure, but he goes up against Palante, 2.0 ERA. Not a very well-known pitcher, but do not be fooled here. Palante is not a bad pitcher whatsoever. He just doesn't have much time in the league. So I cannot fade Sandy Alcantara. The fact that they're giving me the Marlins at minus 118 on the money line, I will happily take Sandy Alcantara. I do prefer the first five money line, but if I had to go full game, I'd take the full game money line as well here. Agreed. Um, Alcantara has been unreal this year. Uh, kind of, would you say he came out of nowhere this year with how good he's been? Um, so I like the Marlins. I love that first five innings bet. Uh, I think that's the safer bet of the two, but uh, I love the money line too. I mean, he's, Alcantara has the most complete games in the MLB, if I'm not mistaken. So mm -hmm. I think he has a big game. Uh, this is another game. I hate betting unders, but the under just makes so much sense here in this game again. So uh, it's under eight right now. It's at minus one, uh, 115. I, I think I'd sprinkle a little bit of the Marlins money line and the under. Marlins money line and the under. I can't not agree with you on the under when my guy Sandy Alcantara is on the mound. Uh, but I will happily stay with the Marlins to just get this thing done. Probably my favorite play of the day thus far is that Marlins first five. Um, and then looking at the – here's an ugly game for you. 
the Reds versus the Cubs. 26 wins on the season, 28 wins on the season. These guys are the bottom of the barrel. But, hey, here we go. I like the over. I cannot believe it. It is sitting at seven and a half. Listen to these pitching stats. Green for the Reds, 5.66 ERA, 3-8 and eight on the year. Then he's got. Then you got Justin Steele on the mound for the Cubs, 4.59 ERA, 2-5 and five on the year. I don't know what I'm missing in this game. I'm not sure if I'm not looking in the right places. But to me, over 7.5, I could close my eyes, throw a dart, and I feel like I'm going to hit this one. What do you think? Uh, it really depends what the wind's going to be like in Wrigley. If it's blowing in, uh, we could see some – could see some home runs that are typically going out, staying in. Um, Good point. I love that over too, but for me personally, I, I just can't stop looking at that Reds money line plus 115. Um, that just seems like mm-hmm. it's going to hit. I, I don't know why. I have no no stats to back it up. Uh, that just looks you, – you said at the start of this that these are two bad teams. Like there's no way the mm-hmm. Cubs should be this heavy favorites against anyone. Um, Agree. I like the Reds at the plus money here. All right. So you like the Reds at plus money. I like the over. No matter what happens, uh, the point is um, the the Cubs should not be favored over anybody, and they should not Correct. have a price tag on anybody. Um, and the Reds aren't that bad. Yeah, they were Yeah, they were really, really bad when the season started, but they're only two wins. Uh, them and the Cubs are only separated by two wins, so – um, I agree with you. Do not think that you can possibly give the Cubs a price tag like that. So the Reds and the plus money is the right play here. And then looking at our Colorado Rockies taking on the Dodgers, obviously they do have 12 more wins than us on the season, uh, but we have more wins against them than they do against us. So that's all that matters. Yep. Um, Rockies last night locked in uh, winning the series. They've already taken the first two games could complete the sweep here. Uh, in a couple hours, I like Marquez on the mound here. I know he's got a 5.58 ERA and he's four and five on the year. But last outing, he did go a little over seven. He had a phenomenal game and he looked like Herman Marquez, the Herman Marquez, the all star, uh, and not the guy that we saw earlier in the season uh, who got off to a really slow start. So he does draw Urias in this one 2.48 ERA, five and six. Uh, on the season for the Dodgers. I'm not the biggest Urias fan. I actually think of the three pitchers that we've seen uh, this series, this is the easiest matchup we have. So can Marquez deliver and get the, the clean sweep here? Or do you think LA is able to steal one back? I I really like the Rockies tonight. I, I really do. Um, they've showed me something the past two days. At plus mm-hmm. 170 on the money line, that may be worth a little bit of a look. But even if that you go to the run line, they're getting plus one and a half. That's still plus 110 right now. Um, mm-hmm. So you can sprinkle both and make some good cash. Just because I'm feeling bold today, I'll say it. I'll take the Rockies money line. Um, I agree with everything you said about Herman Marquez. He has not been great so far, but his last outing was fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. And the Dodgers right now, I, I they're still the Dodgers, but they're battling a ton of injuries right now. Um, and the Rockies kind of play them tough. So I would not be shocked in the least if the if the Rockies can pull off this sweep. Um, and I- so we both like Marquez in this one uh, on the mound to get it done. I, I like what you're saying about the Rockies. I, I personally would go Rockies first five money line in this one just because I don't want it to get down to the bullpen. 
Um, they have had to use the bullpen a little bit here uh, in these first two games. So I like uh, Rockies plus 160, not quite as good as the full game money line, but good enough for me. And then I also really like the Rockies uh, or just the full game, the first five under six runs. Six runs to me feels like a little bit too much. I think we get a little bit uh, better out of Marquez. Uh, I think Urias has a pretty good day. And um, even though uh, the, fir- and the first two games went under, yesterday it was 11 and a half, finished at 11. First day was 11, finished at four runs. So uh, instead of, once again, I don't like the Rockies bullpen in this one because they could implode here in game three. So the first five under six and the first five Rockies money line plus 160, where I'm going. And then looking at the nightcap, we got the White Sox in LA taking on the Angels. White Sox 35 and 38 on the year. Angels 36 and 41, only one win separating these teams in Anaheim, California. Shohei Otani is taking the mound 2.9 ERA, six and four on the season up against Kopech, uh, 2.58 ERA, two and four on the year. The Angels are a pretty steep price here, minus 185 on the money line. Uh, Christian, would you lay the minus one and a half with Otani on the mound here? Or do you think there's value with the White Sox and the run line? I'm leaning towards the White Sox right now. Um, mm. The Angels are again that a team that's kind of been free falling. They've they turned it around a little bit, um, mm-hmm. but I, I think all of the money is on Otani tonight. And I don't know if the White Sox are going to um, going to win, but I think in the first five they could they could get to Otani a little bit. Um, mm. I think this game's close. Um, and you know what? I just talked myself into it. I, I, I'm going to take the White Sox plus 160. I, talk myself I like what into you're it. saying. I'm, I'm I, hey, hey, talk yourself into it. You got there. You, you made it make sense to yourself. I saw it going through your mind. You were like, wait a minute. What am I doing? I'm yeah. going with the White Sox. So um, I like what you're saying here. Um, and, hey, um, in the first five, the if you look at the ERAs, obviously Kopech, not anything like Otani when it comes to being a big name. But his ERA is actually better. So I'm with you. I think you're with the value uh, on the White Sox early in this one. Christian, I really, really appreciate you joining me today. This is the Denver Sports Betting Show on 98.1. Can you let everybody know where they can find you on socials? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Once again, thanks for having me on, Briggs. I appreciate it. Um, Hope to do it again in the future. Uh, You can find me over on Twitter. Uh, My handle is Christian uh, underscore B as in boy, O-L-L-E. Uh, I'm the co-host of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast uh, over um, on anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, my co-host Griffin Youngs is fantastic. Um, he's doing a cl- uh, hike right now, so he unfortunately couldn't be a part of this today. Um, but yeah, just come check us out. We have a great time doing it. And uh, if you feel so kind to follow the nosebleeds, um, that's just a little brand I created, uh, gosh, almost two years ago now. Uh, you can find us all over on Twitter. So once again, Riggs, thanks for having me, man. I truly appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. Guys, the Denver Nosebleeds, go give him a follow. He has phenomenal content. Some things are funny. Some things are serious. Some things are informational. He's got it all. So go give him a follow. Check out the Tell It Abs It Is podcast. I love the name, by the way. Thank you. And we will see you guys tomorrow. Thank you for joining us. Good night.